0: Hey everybody it is May 7th recording from Michigan doing a live stream a joint podcast live stream why are we doing this because the Contemplative Trucker podcast is now on iTunes and I am desperate for likes desperate for likes so I'm hoping that doing the live stream, which 14 people are now watching, and I cannot fucking believe I'm doing this, It's going to somehow, somebody's going to do a favor for me and go to iTunes and rate my podcast. This is what we're doing today. We're going to talk about what's up with the podcast, what's up with me, what's up with the truck. Um, we're going to talk about... Uh, <laughs> Meghan Markle versus Bruce Jenner, uh, Kylan Jenner. Um, So if you had to leave your children with one of those, it's the zombie apocalypse, and you're going on a desperate mission for medicine and ammunition. If you don't survive, everybody's gonna die. And you have to leave the kids that you're in charge of with another adult. your choices are Megan, Markle. My viewers just went just cut in half. (laughs) Megan Markle or Kylan Jenner. Who do you pick? And then I'm going to do the mailbag and reply to a lot of questions. So here we go. Here's what's going on with me. I am in a, at an undisclosed two-star hotel in Michigan. I have uh, the truck. If you've been listening to the podcast, you know the truck was sick. The truck is in the shop being repaired. This might be the last two-star hotel I ever stay in for the rest of my life. It's uh, it's a bit noisy, and um, it's what you get when you pay for two star. Pay for two stars, get two stars. Um, On Monday, I am picking up a load that goes to Kenai, Alaska. So I'm kind of hanging out and going to get the truck back up and running and then um, off to Kenai, Alaska next week. So off on a new adventure with the podcast. The podcast is now on iTunes. So we've leveled up kind of riding the big boy bike now but still have the training wheels on and uh and i need some the the podcast called contemplative trucker uh it needs likes so i've done a fishing podcast before and what's interesting on in itunes is at the bottom it says podcasts you might also like The, the the viewers are just going down uh that's kind of, that's half good, that's half bad, maybe. Anyway, um I will pause in between segments and see if there's any comments. I have the comments turned off. Anyway, okay, so when you look when you view a podcast in the podcast app or iTunes, you'll see uh you might also like and it suggests other podcasts. And when Clint Jacobs and I recorded a fishing podcast, we hooked up with a bunch of other fishing podcasts. That was cool. One time I recorded Clash of Clans podcast and networked with a bunch of other Clash of Clans podcasts. I've been on a guest a bunch of different podcasts. So this podcast, which is just a a personal journal, I have no idea what's going to show up on people also, or you might also like. So that's going to be fun to watch iTunes and kind of see what, um, what other podcasts they connect with this one. Because this one's all over the board. This one's all over the board. Uh, so I want to tell you what happened to me yesterday. Um, so I'm in this hotel while the truck's being fixed. Went to get a haircut. I think it's called June's Place. I might have just given away my location. Um, and <laughs> so yesterday I went on a, for an errand first and I'm riding an Uber. And, they, and the guy's like, well, you know, where were you going? I was to buy some podcast equipment. I've been trying to get this for 5,000 miles from Alaska. And like this lapel microphone. And so we're talking about podcasting, and he says, and I was telling him how, like, the podcasts have grown incredibly since Clint Jacobs and I stuck our, our foot in the water. I don't know how many years ago that was, but several years ago. When Clint and I did that, people joked with us, like, you're getting the podcast now? And because um, they thought podcasting was kind of past its thing. But, man, it has apparently grown incredibly since then. I joined this Facebook book group of Podcast Nation or something like that. Uh, Checked out some other podcasts, and like there's one where this dude's ex wife and his current wife record a podcast. And I'm interested in interviewing that guy because when those two, when he's on their shit list, his life must be held. Um, there's another podcast called Ask a Hooker, so which I've listened to, and it's exactly like it sounds like. There's a hooker, sometimes a pimp. People ask questions of the hooker and the pimp. It is, uh, that, that's, that, that's a real thing. I have already been put in jail in this group. The Contemplative Trucker, not okay ask a hooker okay makes sense um anyway i just digress there so yesterday i was riding in the riding in the uber and um and the guy said and we are talking about podcasts and i said i can't believe how it's grown and he said yeah people like to feel like they're listened to even when nobody's listening boom how Astute is that he bullseyed it. That is exactly what's going on. A lonely truck driver wants to feel like people are listening even when they're not. So, um, but the other thing the guy said is so I was like, I had to use Lyft actually. I was like, what's up? I couldn't get an Uber. I'm in Michigan, so I should be able to get, you know, these, these things should be available. And he said, "In Michigan, the unemployment um, compensation is so high, and then they're being told like, you're a bad person if you go to work, you need to stay home. So nobody's working. Or you can you can take the unemployment and you know, do your side hustle if the side hustle's in cash, babysitting, yard work, you know, whatever." drug dealing, whatever, and, you know, and that's on the side plus your 490 unemployment a week or whatever it is, and uh, as a consequence, there's no Uber drivers, and so, you know, I used Lyft. It worked out okay, but last night, I went to get a haircut and was trying to get a ride back, and could not get, I mean, it would wait, wait, wait forever. Could not get an Uber. Could not get a Lyft. Got desperate and, you know, would like ask people, hey, can you give me a ride? I'll pay you 30 bucks to drive me six miles. And they were, their face would turn red just like Jack the Ripper had just asked for a ride. So I had to walk. And it's like six and a half miles and I'd already been walking that day. So I walked all the way back to the hotel and I was walking by people's neighborhoods and they were like, who are you? Where are you going? I was like, I'm walking to my hotel and they'd say, well, the closest hotel is like, and I was like, yeah, I know. Well, I walked through a nature preserve and so that kind of turned out good. I mean, I dig hiking. So I was the only person out there. I walked for miles on a trail. And it's it's designed for like mountain bikes and stuff. I never saw another person. Saw a ton of wildlife. I mean, it was it was incredible. And and I didn't dawn on me, well, why is the, why is why do I have this whole place to myself? Until I got to the end, and there's a fence, and clearly like I had snuck in the back door or something, and kind of like at Oak Mountain State Park in, back in the day. When we used to sneak in the back uh, to avoid the gate as poor college students. So uh, I had somehow snuck through the back and had this entire place to myself, but then I got to the front and there's an eight foot, seven foot, eight foot. I mean, it couldn't have been too tall because I had to put, I was able to put my jacket on top of the fence. And because c- my my options were, I was going to call nine one one and say, "Hey, somebody's got to come let me out of here," or climb the fence. Well, I'm fifty years old, man. I don't need to be climbing fucking fences. Like that is um, that's nuts. So that was my day yesterday. I I I had to jump a fence, a big fence. And I, I, uh, I'm about two or three, de- let's see, three decades removed from my fence jumping days. And, um, the, so that's kind of the state of Michigan though. Do, can't get an Uber, can't get a Lyft. This public park or whatever it is, is closed. So you have to jump, you know, guy trying to get a haircut has to walk six and a half miles and jump a fence to get home for getting a haircut. That's what's going on in Michigan. Okay, we'll be back with Meghan Markle versus Bruce Jenner, Caitlyn Jenner. Okay, so before we talk about Meghan Markle and Caitlyn Jenner, let me see... I've been missing any comments. I see no comments. No comments. I see okay. (laughs) So, uh, thank you, Karen. Karen says I'm doing a good job. Thank you so much. And I appreciate the messages I've got of people encouraging. So, um, what I'm going to try to remember to do at the each of each, each segment is um, check back in with the comments and, um, and see if anybody's participating in the discussion. Okay. All right, so comments off because I can't read comments and talk at the same time. Just talking is a big challenge. Okay, so driving the truck and uh, two stories came up where the people were just completely tone deaf and out of touch and it was Meghan Markle and Caitlin Jenner. Um Meghan Markle released a children's book, which she has her title of Duchess of Sussex or whatever it is, on the front of the book. <laughs> and it's a book about uh fatherhood, which she just completely train wrecked um the royal family. So um Harry is not talking to his dad, Charles. Um, Charles just uh, buried his father, which Prince Philip. I mean, that dude. That was like an alpha navy Navy man. You know, he's like an alpha that did the honorable thing and accepted his beta role for the good of country. As opposed to Meghan Markle, who just fucking runs over anybody that's uh, in her way. So anyway, it's the the ir- uh Also, she does not have a good relationship with her father. The irony of her shitting on the royal family and then releasing a book with the title of Duchess is uh, is pretty rich and pretty tone deaf. Like it, Prince Philip's uh body's barely cold. he's barely in the ground and she's already like the least uh the the last person on the earth who should be talking about the subject and yet she's writing a book. Uh Caitlin Jenner uh was asked about public transportation and said, Oh, I can just ride my plane to, to San Francisco. It only takes fifty minutes which is, of course, completely out of touch with 99% of, uh, of the world. So I was thinking to myself, who's more batshit crazy? Between those two, who's more batshit crazy? And, uh, and to nuance it, I thought, who would you leave your children with? Who would you leave your children with? So if some incredible circumstance came up and you had to leave your young kids or your young grandkids under the care of one of those two, who would you pick? Uh, in fact, I put, I, I am horrible at Twitter, but I just put a, a poll on Twitter, said during the zombie apocalypse, you're going on a dangerous mission. You got to leave the kids with one of these two. Who do you pick? I think that's under the hashtag. Jenner v. Markle. So I suck at Twitter. If anybody wants to go out there and find it and tweet it, retweet it, or whatever, vote. I would appreciate it. Um, Anyway, okay. So my thoughts. Does anybody remember Bruce Jenner on Chips? When I was a kid, I think Eric Estrada went on strike, and Bruce Jenner was his uh, replacement, and so even though he he did the, and I I think, you know, him being a decathlete was kind of before my time, I always remember Bruce Jenner on Chips, man, because that was the show, and I feel like when Eric Estrada came back, they had some like cheesy scene where he got on a fast motorbike and I'm sure it was the stunt man, but you know, wheelied out of there. See ya. It was uh it was it was not a dramatic it was not a well I wish I'd have been a writer in Hollywood in the seventies. I don't think it was really a hard job. Like <clears throat> you could you could have a three martini lunch and knock knock out a chips episode pretty easy. Uh anyway, that's how I remember Bruce Jenner. And then I Don't watch TV. I don't own a TV. Well, I guess I do own a TV. I don't ever watch it. I am certainly clipped the cable a long time ago. So all the Kardashian shit, I wasn't, you know, on board with that or wasn't aware of it. I next learned about Bruce Jenner when he's getting the ESPY award. And somebody says, Caitlyn Jenner got an award. And I said, what? And, you know, just... (laughs) That's Bruce Jenner, and he didn't even cut his dick off, and he, got, he, got, uh, he won an ESPY, which is ESPN award. So, uh, but he since has had the surgery. So my thoughts on Caitlyn Jenner, Jenner, that's somebody who puts together a plan and sticks to the plan because when he came out, he did it right. He put together a plan. He executed it. He's never wavered. And like people will ask me, why? You know, because I've recently said, if you have a penis, you're a he, and if you don't, you're a she. Um, so, or I've said I've also said you can't pick your chromosomes. So why am I calling uh, Bruce? <laughs> I keep hearing. Uh, you know, the Bruce Springs thing, Bruce, Bruce. Uh, Anyway, why am I calling her her? If you go through the effort she has gone through to have that look, then, you know, she's earned it, man. I I appreciate the effort. And so, um, uh, so that is somebody, even though she was out of her touch, out of touch with her airplane comment, that doesn't flake out on a plan once she commits to it. So I like that about her. And then also this the when she was asked about um men putting on skirts and then and then competing in female sports, he said it's just not fair. And um so there's much like my Uber driver, he just summed it up. It's just not fair. So I'm glad somebody in California has a limit to the amount of insanity that'll go on, and who better to say it's just not fair than a decathlete who is uh, transsexual? So, so his stock kind of or her stock kind of rose a little bit, and even though she's you know ensuring that Gavin Newsom's going to remain the governor, um, you know. Caitlyn Jenner has some redeeming qualities. Meghan Markle, I did not realize she went to Northwestern. So she is smart. Like, I have under... I've kind of painted her as a ditz in my mind, but she went to Northwestern. She is smart. And... I just think, if the zombies are coming... And your kids are between her and the zombies. She's throwing the kids out there as as bait while she runs away. If the cameras are on her, she's going to be sweet as pie. But the minute the cameras are off, it's all about her. She's already run over the the Queen of England. Like, if you're standing between her and Opportunity, you're going to get bulldozed. And that includes Harry. It's going to happen with Harry. So that's my take on it. Okay, so let's see if we have any comments. <laughs> no. Robin, I'm going to answer your question in the next segment. One of them. <laughs> uh, I did used to buy Shiny from King. I have no idea how to pronounce your last name. I had no idea we were still Facebook friends. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, there! aren't you from the Philippines? There is a band called Duo Cribo that um, I think Cribo in the Philippines means Afro. And so recently we were talking about like what's the most 70s band of all times and Duo Cribo, I was thinking about it because they like had the, the, the jumpsuits and the bell bottoms and the sash and the and the unbuttoned shirt and giant afros. Anyway, y'all can um, Google duo crybo It is a real thing and it is glorious. Okay, uh, let me hit stop. This is the end of segment two. Okay, I am from Mississippi, and in fact, my friends would when I do stuff like jump giant fences. They would they say, "Are you gonna go Macomb, Bo? You're gonna go, you're gonna go Macomb and handle this bow because that is uh, something I would do as a kid in Macomb." All right. Oops, I'm gonna try to turn the comments off. All right. So uh, now I'm going to reply to a variety of comments. So at some point I recorded the episode on glamour sizing for men and uh, and I posted a ridiculous picture of me in buckle jeans and many of you replied something to the effect, those are hot. And also previously I've gotten a lot of comments on my hats. So I have, uh, people call them cowboy hats, but they're actually um, Australian hats. But I'm second guessing the hats theme, because if y'all think those jeans look good, mm, they were hideous. Uh, I've gotten a lot of comment on the podcast logo, how incredible it is. That was one of those, on an episode, I just said, hey, if anybody can help me with the logo, please do it. And a person um, came to my rescue, and I've gotten so many compliments on it. And the person is a bad ass, and the person has been asked to be called the crazy cat lady because he or she does not want the world to know that they have this talent, otherwise she's going to start getting all these requests. But you don't know that it's really, that that the person's really crazy, you don't know that the person's really a cat person, and you don't even know if it's really a lady. So, I would love to give all kinds of kudos to this person, but she or he does not want uh, the attention. (laughs) So, uh, anyway, that's what's going on with the logo, and that's why I have an awesome logo for the Contemplative Trucker podcast, and the uh, the artist who did the logo is remaining anonymous. I was asked by more than one person. So in one episode, I said, I haven't been on a date since this year, 2021. And, um, and that's still true. I have not been on a date. Um, but I was asked, you haven't dated, but have you hooked up? And... <laughs> No, uh, in my my world, if you in somebody's britches, it counts as a date. That's that's not just friends. If you're in each other's britches, but um, that answers a question I had. So I talked about Jedi mind tricks, and I I had asked if you ladies, single ladies, what do y'all see? What do the men do to you? And do you have? To deal with Jedi mind tricks, and um, oops, I had to make sure I'm recording here. Um, and that answers the question. If you have, if somebody says, "I haven't dated," and you have to, but if you hook, like you like, if you have to keep asking questions after that, then that means they're playing the same games with you. With you, that they're playing with me. So, um, so that was interesting. Alright, let's see. I have a third device here. Um and I had some screenshots. You notice there's no computer. Living out of a truck, I just don't I just can't stand the computer. And if you ask these podcasters a question, they usually, you know, have their ultra ultra gaming p c or whatever okay, Renee sent this, and I'm sorry renee it, it 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 was it was stuck uh for weeks before I saw this, but anyway uh it says the average over the road driver is asked to stay out fourteen days for two days off at home with a couple of weeks paid vacation added to this number. A driver is expected to be out three hundred eight day, three hundred and eleven days a year twenty four hours a day in a truck. And then it goes on. So, I would, you know, so what I try to do is try to stay out a long time so that I can stay home for more than two days. Because what I found working a conventional work schedule is I would come home on Friday, especially when I lived in Atlanta, and, you know, and barely get my batteries recharged before it's time to turn around and do it all over again. And so, um, when this life works right, like a couple of years ago, I was able to, like during the holidays, I was home for like three weeks out of six weeks. I mean, what other profession can you do that? Um, so it, it has its moments. But like right now, I am demonstrating why it's so frustrating. Like, like I mentioned in that same episode, when somebody says, when are you going to be home or how long are you going to be out? I just shut down. I'm just so sick of trying to explain that question because, for example, on this um, cycle, I went all the way to Alaska and then I came home empty or drove to Washington State empty and that time I was driving home because I couldn't get a load back. That counts as my off time. And then here I am in Michigan with the truck in the shop and I'm in a hotel, but this is my off time. And really, if you think about it, the past month after I paid for these repairs, I've lost money. I've been working my ass off to lose money. So I can't afford to go home and take off. It feels like I've been working because I haven't been home, but I, you know, I'm about to go Monday, get a load going to Alaska. So, um, I'm not really, I don't control when the interstates are open or closed, or when there's mudslides, or, you know, I have influence, but not completely control over when the truck breaks, and so, um, the, and I guess the reason why this, uh, this bothers me, it's like my friends don't understand, like, people don't understand if you drive through Austin, or drive through Birmingham, Why doesn't Bo just stop to say hello and have lunch or have a cup of coffee? Well, if I haven't showered in three days, like that's not really, um, you know, nice to go hang out at, at Starbucks. And, um, if I did have the opportunity to stop, there's like a million things I would need to do. So while, anyway, I don't really get to control, um, when I get to stop the way I thought I would be able to when, um, when I took this job, but, you know, I do think I can manage it better, um, long run, so I don't think it'll always be like this, but right now I'm still kind of grinding it out. That was too much information. Okay. Uh, I'm sure Renee did not mean to open up that entire can of worms when, uh, she asked that question. Okay. Or made that comment. So this is in reply to, I, I, uh, I recorded an episode of Vanity Sizing for Men, and I said a pair of 34-inch jeans that is actually 36 inches is bullshit. Men should not fall for that. And if you feel better, because you can wear something with a tag on it that says 34 when you actually wear 36, you are deluding yourself. And you should not do that. And I commented that, um, but women have dress sizes. So what's a 6? A 6 is just a 6. Well, uh, Ashley said, yes, Bo, a 36 should be a 36. By the way, vanity bra sizing is a thing too. I did not think about bras when I recorded my episode. Retailers will tell a gal who typically wears a 36A that she's really a 34B or even 32C, telling her she has a smaller back measurements and larger cup size is an attempt to convince her that she's not only thinner and bustier than she really is, but also needs to buy at least two bras plus matching panties from an overpriced retail store F- signed former bra pusher at Victoria's Secret. So that is glorious. Uh... I, cannot, I did not think about bras when I recorded that episode. Um, and that makes total sense. Because I have heard, literally, um, like, when, like uh, when talking about weight, like, oh, I shouldn't eat this bread pudding because I've already had 3,000 calories today. And I have heard, oh, it doesn't matter for me. Because it all goes to my... Tits anyway. What? Like I've never seen a BMI table with an asterisk excludes breast weight. Like um, I'm reading a book or listening to a book. I wish I could remember the name of it. Where the woman gets out the kitchen scale and she is uh, weighing her boobs (laughs) on the kitchen scale, and so. The BMI table doesn't work like you get to subtract the weight of your bosom from uh your overall weight. Which how would you read that anyway? So if you put your if you if you put your boob on a kitchen scale like you would have to call a grandchild or somebody, "Hey, can you hey junior, can you come look under here and tell me what it says?" Uh that would be awkward like for grandmama to ask you to tell you how much her boob weighs on a kitchen scale anyway no i i did not verbalize any of that but more than once i've heard it doesn't matter because it all goes to my tits and uh victoria's secret is responsible for that brain wasage. so um uh so thank you for that glorious uh message ashley uh, let's see, <laughs> Rebecca, who Rebecca it has become our my biggest fan, stage five fan, Rebecca, uh, she said, lemon pepper chicken, vegetable medley, carrots, cauliflower, broccoli, lettuce salad with ranch, that, well, thank you, that is uh, a little bit random, but thank you. Uh, That's a lot of vegetables there, Rebecca. No, she is replying to the analogy I've used when talking about college football. And here I can watch the viewers just disappear. But there's incredible change on the horizon with college football. And these college football um, analysts and pundits, they're talking about like the 2022 draft and they're just doing business as usual and there's seismic change going on in the world of college football and like the big they're t- they're t- they're looking they're analyzing crumbs under the table when there's a giant platter of stuff that should be discussed on uh on the table so anyway my analogy with with the college football expansion is is um in June, the CFP subcommittee is going to make some decisions, like they're putting together the grocery list and then, and what the menu is going to be. And then they're going to the grocery store and these uh, reporters are going to wait until they announce what they've done. And then they're going to say what they want after, after it's already done. Does, has that ever driven y'all crazy where like you cook a meal and you serve it and and like, oh, here's your chicken huh, steak would have been better. Like the time to tell you that is before you go to the grocery store. Right. So that is going on in the world of college football. And uh, that is what Rebecca is talking about with her her lemon pepper per chicken. Uh, Okay, comments, and then we're done. Let's see. Joan says, you'll be home when you pull up. Yes, it is a hard profession. Okay, I think that's it. Um, So... This has actually been hard for me. I appreciate y'all enduring it. Please go like the Contemplative Trucker on iTunes. Oh, it's also, somebody asked about Breaker. I made sure it's on Breaker, too. Okay, bye.